This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. This summer, a bromance blossomed on the harsh trails of Roxylvania. Between the prodigal son, Zach Miller, who returned home this summer to Pennsylvania, and... The greatest sub-ultra-distance trail runner in the eastern United States, possibly the entire United States, that would be Matt Lipsy. They both join me on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. Zach, Matt, welcome. How's it going? It's great to have you guys on. I was tipped off to this epic bromance by Maggie Guterell, who told me that Zach Miller was, in fact returned home to the beast coast zach where you've belonged for so long we've missed you as you've gone out west and done these amazing things but you're back in pennsylvania before we get to the bond forged between two of the beasts best let's kind of talk zach what brought you back home to the beast coast uh you know the beast coast man you can't you can't stay away forever just too good uh no i uh i was at a point where it was just time for a change from bar camp yeah so i wrapped up my time there i was actually supposed to move back sooner but uh then covid happened and i just kind of hid at bar camp for a while (laughs) to let things calm down yeah um and then yeah when i when i finished up i just i just moved back uh Basically, I, I was out in Colorado for like six years, yeah, and I saw my family just kind of sporadically. So once I left bar camp, then it was a good opportunity to come home and see family and spend some time with them. Um, so yeah, it's not like, I guess it's, I'll see how long I'm here or, you know, how, how permanent or semi-permanent it may end up being. Um, but yeah, for right now, I've been here i think since june and i'll probably be here a while longer yet and it's been really good was there a feeling when you crossed back across the border when you crossed the mason dixon line was there a feeling of i'm home where i belong or was there a sense of sadness leaving your new adopted home out west (laughs) no i think it was i always like coming back to pa so i think it was more of like i'm home uh, but I mean, ready I still, for the whoopie pies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could, I could smell the, the, the breast milk of the whoopie pies. I thought they didn't no, use and, breast milk. Well, just, just, just don't tell anybody. You never give me a clear answer on that when I ask. 
<laughs> so it's like one of the se- it's like one of the seven wonders of the world, except not like wonder as in awe. It's like wonder as in we'll we'll never really know. You're right. Okay. No, but that's kind of the mystery. That's part of why what makes Whoopie Pie so good is because like. Could be breast milk, I guess. I don't know. Like, it could be anything. It so good. Exactly. There could be an Amish lady who just, you know, is responsible for all the whoopie pie filling. You just don't know. Zach, that's probably one of those things where you meet these people out West and you have some success running out there and you, you build a name for yourself and you, you meet these runners and, and you're talking about home and you bring up whoopie pies and they're like, what is, what is this whoopie pie thing you're talking about, Miller? I just don't get it. <laughs> Did you get a lot of that? <laughs> it, yeah, in exactly that accent. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good. No, I mean, yeah, probably some, but actually you can get a whoopie pie in Colorado. It's not necessarily going to be a really good one. Um, there, are, there are actually a few Amish or Mennonite out there, so you might be able to find a good one. Um, but... Yeah, you definitely probably find some people who are just like, I don't know what that is. Right. Uh, <laughs> but that, but then you can get go to the grocery store, I think, sometimes, and you'll occasionally find them. We had this little bakery in Old Colorado City where the lady, she, like, I went to the bakery for, like, the first time, and she was like, yeah, we used to sell Wobby Pies, and I don't anymore. And it was like, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> what, why? Like, I, it, it, it make it make sense like what why not anymore <laughs> okay i'm just gonna have to wonder <laughs> right exactly Matt, <laughs> exactly we have to see if our if our boy zach is officially back as a beast coaster with this question this will settle it zach if you are oh back within the folds of the beast coast this is a hypothetical situation i'm standing in front of you right now zach miller and in one hand i have a freshly made whoopie pie from an actual Amish person. I got it from their farm. Jezekiah made it. Jezekiah! Right, right. (laughs) Dude had no zippers on his pants. He was legit. This is a legit whoopie pie. And in the other hand, I have a plate with the finest avocado toast you can imagine. And Zach Miller, you get to pick one item are you going with the whoopie pie made by the legitimate Amish person or are you going with the finest avocado toast you have ever seen? Oh, the whoopie pie just... for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Good, because I want the avocado toast. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I like avocados. <laughs> So, you, just, you, you made the avocado sound so good. Like yeah. I can have a whoopie pie anytime I want, you know, but avocado toast. I mean, that they don't grow around here. Okay. So Matt, give everybody kind of an idea. Cause there's a listeners from, well, I'd like to think there's a lot of listeners from all over, but yeah, that just could, could be my ego thing. I, I don't know. It could just be the three of us listening to this podcast, but what, describe a whoopie pie for everybody. That's not familiar with that wonderful delicacy. Okay, so uh, they have like a kind of like a cakey top, and then they've got this cream filling in between, but a whole lot of cream. And then they usually wrap them in this saran wrap, like real tight. Yeah. And, so that you can throw them at your friends. Like if you're like, hey, man, here's a whoopie pie. That way they can catch it. It doesn't like explode. That's how we do. I don't know. But anyways, they, they sell them in coolers and they're out by the road and you go get like, you know, 10 for five bucks or whatever. Okay. Um, 
Which is better, a whoopie pie or a moon pie? Oh my god, a whoopie pie! Like, <laughs> pie like, get that shit out of here. That doesn't even compare. <laughs> that's not even close. I can't even think of what that would be like comparing. But that's not even close. <laughs> So, Zach, before you joined us, Matt and I were talking off the air, and, and apparently you are in the process of building a camper van or a bus. Like, you're, you're, you're going to be living in a van down by the river. What's going on with that? Wait, before he explains, <laughs> let me explain. So he struck a deal with 3B Ice Cream, his favorite ice cream place. And he struck a deal and he decided to turn this van, the short bus that he used to ride when he was a kid. He used to turn it. He decided to turn it into an ice cream truck and he's going to travel the world selling 3B ice cream and run PA hats. <laughs> that's there you go. That's just what yeah, I, like I don't want to start any rumors, but that's just what I heard. The the three B mobile, the three B mobile mobile. I have three wheels, three wheels. Uh, I'm not sure what the advantage of three wheels would be. I don't know either. That's going to void your warranty too, Zach. You're going to want to make sure there's at least four wheels on this van. But are you, you're in the process of actually, you're going to live the van life for a bit? Yeah, I, at least, well, yeah, to some extent, (laughs) I'm going to build it. So I bought this old, like 1998 Ford E350, uh, it spent most of its life at an old folks home. So it only has like, it only has, it has like just under 29,000 miles on it, supposedly. Um, wow. Which is like, yeah, like we're, we're, we question it a bit, a bit because, you know, 98, like that's like that thing <laughs> didn't get driven much. But uh, yeah, it seems solid. And yeah, I've been working on it, um, building it out, basically just going to turn it into a little mobile training base maybe with a big chest freezer of ice cream we'll see um and then yeah then i can just travel and set up shop wherever i want to train for the time being or whatever um i figure if i do it and i'm like this isn't for me i can always just sell it and probably make a profit because i'm putting like i didn't buy I bought something that like was older and needed converted. So I'm like, well, I'll be putting a lot of value into it. So right. um, basically I figure it's not really a big risk <laughs> and I, and I, and I enjoy working on it. So it gives me, it's also like a distraction so that I don't just train all the time. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I, I'm going to leave bar camp. I'm going to need something to do. So I better build a van or else I'm just going to be in the woods. Like, trying to run all the time and then end up really broken or something. Right. That's, that's very good. The question that I have to ask you though, Zach, and uh, this is the one that people will scream at me if I don't ask you, when you picked up the van from the nursing home, did it have a smell of mothballs, old spice and Ben gay? Was that the, the scent? No, I didn't think so, but technically I bought it from a construction company who bought it from the old folks home. So it smelled but like B.O. and pine. That's pretty much what it smelled like. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> but they they only put like they only had it for a short while. Like the guy bought it and then sold it again. So um, I, my sister walked in it one day and I think she was like, I think it kind of s- maybe smells like old people. <laughs> it's like it was like no, no, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. But uh, 
yeah so i don't know if it does like i don't know maybe that will just like add to its charm or something yeah added value <laughs> added value it's just called matlock you need to call your van matlock <laughs> there we go yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't come up with a name for it yet so uh, you know it's it's up for grabs <laughs> or murder she wrote <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go it's a little long though it's it a is long. a little, little long on the ba- you, you always have to wonder though when you buy a van especially like those panel vans like how many people are buying vans that scratched on the side is either free candy or free kitten you know, when you're buying it, like, like you're in a very sketch market. There is something scratched in my back window, in my back window. And I was like, I still don't think I know exactly what it says. It says help. So maybe it says get I, me I out should, of here. I should, I should look at it. Maybe it says free, free kittens. I don't know. If so, I might want to buff that out. No, someone scratched in there. Help get me out of here from the yeah, retirement but, home. They didn't want to, they didn't want to be go. there anymore. Yeah. Um, before we get into the, the training you guys have been putting into and just kind of running together and, and kind of you know, having that running partnership. I want to talk about Matt Lipsy for a second because I tried to interview Matt Lipsy about five years ago, but Matt still had dial-up internet and he was all out of his AOL <laughs> free 10,000 hours. And so I, ne- I never got a you chance. just got to run down to the grocery store and pick up another free disc, man. Right. I used to call those Frisbees when they'd come to my house. and be like, all right, the Frisbees are here. And I'd throw it against a tree. <laughs> but, but I said the introduction, Matt, and I mean this. You are possibly the best sub-ultra-distance trail runner on the Beast Coast, possibly the United States. Give us, we've heard Zach Miller's story before, the cruise ship, you know, the, the just the amazing rise to fame. But I'm not sure many people know the Matt Lipsy story. Give us the Matt Lipsy story. Sure. Um, but first, I just want to say, I think that Joe Gray, everybody knows Joe Gray is the GOAT. I just want to give a shout out to him for, I think he's got that title. Okay. Um, but um yeah. Um, all right. So I'll give you the, the story here. So when I was in college, I, um, it was probably, well, okay. So I, I tried out for the soccer team and I wasn't just, you know, I just wasn't quite good enough. Yeah. And I had a little bit of fitness, like, you know, running two miles every other day or whatever. And, um, I was kind of sitting on that, but not really running. And then, uh, this was freshman year going into sophomore year. So the end of the year, uh, they had a power outage on campus. So all the lights went off and, and people were doing crazy things. They were just like, they're having sex in the center of the field at college, like the game field, you know, like stadium. they were like, people were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was like, I gotta do something crazy. Like this is what's an opportunity, life opportunity. I gotta do something crazy. Right. So my right. friends were like, um, we're going to go smoke weed on the president's porch. And I was like, <laughs> Sure. That sounds crazy enough. I can do that. So we went over, we like the president lives on campus. So yeah, yeah. everything's dark. Yeah. We went, we took like one hit off president's porch and then the next guy would go and like, oh, you know, whatever. And this is like six days before, um, the end of the, uh, you know, college semester and we go home and I get this call like the next day and I had applied for a summer job working with my dad and I get this call and she says, Hey, you got the job. You just got to come in and pass a drug test. And I was like, it's six days. And I was like, oh, what? You know, I was like, well, crap. So then I looked it up and I looked it up and THC is the detectable agent in a drug test. So I was like, and it's fat soluble. So you can sweat it out. Went to the library, you know? 
So uh, I was like, perfect. So I decided I would run twice a day. It's hard and as far as I could each day, which wasn't very far. It was like three or five miles each time, but I was just trying to sweat it out. And then I passed the drug <laughs> test. I got the job. Um, and then I just decided to stick with it because, you know, it's fun. And why not? So that's, that's really how I got into running. Matt, Matt, I don't know if you're if you're giving us a bullshit story or if that is a lot of bullshit stories. But like you know, that one, I can tell you, that's that's what happened. That's the great thing about Matt. You have no clue if it's true or not, but but you just go with it. Well, I usually that that's true. I've had a lot of people tell me they can't tell me when I'm making stuff up or not. But the thing is, is yeah, like that guy on Facebook and this and this the snipe can donations. Oh, right. Yeah. How about that? The what? Uh, I, so I was working at a state park here kind of recently, um, in, like when I was working for DCNR about like four or five months ago for a year or something. Um, I, I It was Halloween at the office. Okay. So when I was the only one, it was, I had to go somewhere for Halloween. So it was the day before Halloween. So I dressed up with my boy scout uniform as a snipe hunter. Like I have a, a 3d printed shirt. Like I look like a boy scout, got a hat, like a boy scout leader hat. I'll send you the picture. It looks fine. And then I had my boots and I had my shorts kind of hiked up and high socks and stuff. And I just said to Patty, our office receptionist, can you take a picture of me in front of this plant? She just had some plant in her office. So I held it up and like made this stupid face. And uh, <clears throat> then I made a Facebook post and I was like, uh, you know, boy scout, like there, the post was like, obviously a joke. Like I said, uh, like a wee below from <laughs> troop 69 or something like that. Of course. Uh, pack 420 or like, there was like all these like numbers that were like, <laughs> it's obviously a joke. And I said like, like site habitat is disappearing at an alarming rate. Um, pure is like one of the best plants of their habitat. Like, uh, I called it like a ficus allogenesis. <laughs> like it's just an office plant. Like, Ficus allogenesis, not a real name of a plant, you know? And I said, like, you know, I just kind of was, like, BSing and, and, and whatever. And I said, we're accepting canned good donations to better habitat. And um, and then I got a message from this guy on Facebook. And he was like, hey, where are you accepting canned donations at? And I was like, okay, he's just jerking my chain, you know? And I was like, you know, Beltsville State Park. And he was like, He's like, uh, he's like, what's your, what's the address? So I send the address and I was like, you know, more specifically the corner of my desk. And I'm thinking this guy's just, he's either jerking my chain or he's going to show up with a whole bunch of like stuff. And he knows I commute to work on my bike and he's going to make me pedal this <laughs> six miles home. You know, like I'm thinking it's going to be a joke, but uh, you know, whatever. And then I'm sitting there working in my boy scout uniform on my desk. And then I hear this like, bing dong. And the guy, like, guy comes in and he comes in and he's like, Hey, is Matt here? And, and it, like everybody's kind of like what so i go out and i look and this guy has he he brought in four bags like 6500 i don't know there was like there was so much food <laughs> like he brought in weighted down gigantic bags of food and he was like here you go man and i'm like okay he knows this is a joke like he's just he's just making me pedal at home on my bike because he knows there's no way i'm gonna get it home and he's just you know he's pranking me because i was trying to prank somebody and i'm like thanks and i'm like okay when's he gonna like laugh or whatever and like what do i do now you know and then he was like then before he left he turns and he goes he goes, no problem, man. He turns and before he's like, he has one hand, he pushes the door halfway open and they turns around and look and back and he goes, 
hey, what's a snipe anyways? <laughs> and I, at that point, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, so then he laughed and I was like, I, I was like, oh, it's a small bird. And because I, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, uh, you know, and they left. And I'm like, oh, crap. So then I just I messaged him like right away. And I was like, I was like, hey, like the snipe is this fake bird. Like it was a joke. I right. thought like you were pranking me. And it and like now I know that you don't think it's a joke. So like I was like, I can either give you back the um the cans of i can run it back to your place or whatever or i can you know buy you you know buy you dinner and like a six pack of beer or like i can you know i want to make this right yeah and he was like or he's like you know he's like ah don't worry about it just you know donate the cans to like a you know local food bank or something like that so i did but like you know here's the thing like all of that is funny and whatnot yeah but yeah. i think i mean i was really impressed because that guy a lot of people you know, I, I don't know. He, he saw somebody that needed help and he thought he'd just put everything down and just went and, and he was such a giver, you know, he was right. just like, I, somebody needs help. I'm going to go do it. And I, I was really impressed that somebody could care that much, not even know what it was about, but care that much. So, you know, if you're listening, I, I was really impressed and, um, hopefully, uh, you know, nobody sends you on a snipe hunt in the future. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, Zach, that story. And if the story is true about the only reason Lipsy got into running was because he wanted to beat a a drug test. (laughs) Zach, you've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of people's stories of how they've gotten into running. And I think Lipsy's might be the best. I don't know if I've heard a better story than that. Yeah, I, I bet it's I think I think I think Matt's telling us the truth there and and I hope he is because that's that's about the greatest story I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Were you mad though, Zach? Because you know, you're you're hanging around and, and you're telling people the Zach Miller story. You know, the Zach Miller story is, you know, you're on a cruise ship. You know, you're running <laughs> on a treadmill in a cruise ship. You you grew up, your parents were missionaries, you traveled the world. You know, you're practicing, you're working on this cruise ship, and then you sign up for this ultra marathon in the middle of Tennessee, um, and you win the darn thing, and then just just things progress for you. Like I've got this great story, and people are like, "Oh, Zach Miller, that is so inspiring." And then Lipsy's like, "Well, guys, you're never going to believe this." And then your story all of a sudden is is not as good. No, because all the college kids are going to be like, well, I'm inspired now. Like, I can be anything. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Uh, another point is like, you know, Michael Phelps, he smoked marijuana. Look, he was he was lazy and unmotivated. He smoked marijuana, so. I, I'll Just tell you kidding. what. You're going to inspire more people will stumble into running because of that story because they're going to want to beat the pot test <laughs> then Zach's don't give up run on the treadmill in the cruise ship story they're going to be like eh, I don't know if I'm that dedicated yeah they'll be like I can't connect with that like I don't work on a cruise ship but every Friday night I, I can connect with this that guy by Monday morning I got to be clean <laughs> so so did did you guys know each it's other <laughs> gonna like inspire a race it's like they're gonna start having some race where it's like <laughs> where it's like every, every where like it's like everybody goes out and smokes one and then like oh. you you race until 
you like pass a test clean like oh, the, the marijuana first person mile. like yeah like the first person to pass a test cleanly <laughs> wins the race like like every five miles they oh do, that's funny they, they <laughs> oh. <have a> testing <laughs> yes so like the faster you run and the harder you sweat basically the sooner you get clean yes <laughs> Oh, Zach, you've come up with the greatest race ever. It's got to happen in a legal state. It's not the greatest e- race that is so, so very far from anything yes. I do or promote except uh- for running. <laughs> Zach Miller wants you to know he does not promote smoking dubs and, and, and running to try and beat the podcast. But it's just. A lot of people do. It's just it's just not my cup of tea. But Zach Miller, because if Zach Miller's parents are listening to this, going, "Hey Zachary, we heard you're on some uh, podcast called The Adventure Jogger. We'd like to listen to it as we're driving to church on Sunday." And then they hear this, like, Zachary, we don't want you hanging around with that Matt Lipsy character anymore. This could ruin the the bromance. So we're gonna just say, oh, man. we're gonna say that this is not Zach does not condone. Smoking the wacky tobacco, <laughs> he does not. <laughs> but Matt, this is the greatest race idea ever, and we need to do this. And it needs to happen in a legal state. I don't live in a legal state. Is it legal in Pennsylvania yet? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Matt. I'm not looking at Zach. I don't want to answer that question. I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I know they did put in like four medical dispensaries in. Uh, like right in the Harrisburg area, but okay. So what we'll need to do is find a legal state, and that'll be the race. The gun, like the gun, will go off. Zach Miller will not be there. Um, he will not be anywhere near there. <laughs> He'll watch, right? He'll but watch my, from far away, right? But much like Laz, Laz starts his races by lighting a cigarette. You know, he like he starts Barkley and Ball State by lighting a cigarette. <laughs> You will start it by, by lighting a J and everybody's going to have to, to, to take a rip off a bong and then run and you'll run five miles and then you'll take a drug test. And if you fail, you got to run five more miles. And if you fail, you got to keep running laps until you can pass the test. And the first person to pass the test wins. Heck of an idea. Uh- <laughs> so, so moving on to to more friendly stuff here <laughs> more, more zach's parents friendly how did you two guys how did you two guys meet did you know each other before you, you moved back zach or 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 was it kind of a you, you met up on lonely runners need friends.com <laughs> oh yeah that's a heck of a heck of a site uh no that and i I, I knew Matt before I came back. Um, I'm not sure when. Maybe uh, Rothrock. One year I was living in Colorado. I think 2015. I came home and ran Rothrock. Mm-hmm. That and Matt right. was there. And we, we both raced that year. Um, and I think that was probably the first time we raced each other. The first time we kind of kind of like were around each other. Um but then, then it would have just been sporadic. Like I'd, I'd bump into Matt at race. Like I'd come home and we might like we both raced Heiner the other right. year, um, or Matt would come out and do like mountain championships. So we'd see each other at like some of those races, or he'd, he'd come out to Colorado and run Pikes Peak uh, and stay with my buddy Peter Maximo. Yeah, and I know we we went for a run in Colorado one morning. Um, so 
Yeah. So Matt and I have known each other for a bit, but I usually when I came home, we wouldn't, I'd be home for like a week or, or two or so. Yeah. And we just like, we wouldn't link up to run. Um, but now when I moved back, I think it was like, it was like, as I was still driving back, I was like driving through Western PA and I was like, I was, I wanted to like truck camp in like Tuscarora state forest. And I was like, ah, well, I was trying to figure out like, you know, is it like, can I park my truck back in that forest easily enough and just like sleep or whatever, you know, like it's it's kind of a silly question, but I was like, I was like, ah, Matt's the guy to ask. I'll ask Matt. So then I like, I texted Matt like, and he was like, ah, yeah, you'll be fine. Just go in there. Nobody will care. And, and, uh, yeah. And then, and then that just kind of, then he was like, yeah, we should run. And then, then I think like a few days later we did. So then we were, then we were kind of just went from there. Okay. You are kind of an odd couple. Let's just, let's just put it out there that, you know, Zach, you're, you know, you're Zach Miller. Zach is a Zach Miller story. You're inspiring. You know, you're the you're the son of of missionaries. You've you've done some really great things, and you got Lipsy, who is who's Lipsy? He's he's the bullshit artist. You're more quiet and reserved. Lipsy's got a story for for everything. Did did you hit it off right away, or at one point where you're like, God, I wish this guy. I love him because he's fast, but God, I wish he would shut up. <laughs> no, he, if you if you give him space, he will intermit some good parts into a story like i'll just we'll be on a run talking about something and he'll be like oh yeah what about that and i'm like you're right i didn't even think about that he throws some he throws some curveballs in there it's pretty good so you're saying that because you know zach you've listened to other interviews of you there's never been the wacky wild side of zach miller has never made it onto a podcast this has never been tackled by the ginger runner what you're saying is you need some hard miles before you start getting loopy yeah or, or like a really good run maybe to get my endorphins going <laughs> to, yeah like yeah i i don't know um no i mean like with matt like that's one thing that's fun with like like matt's fast he's real fast so like it's good to train with him because it's like he flies downhill so i have to like i have to like try really hard to keep keep up going downhill because matt's like really good downhill um and then he can and then he can push me on the climbs too so it's just like and he and matt's always doing like kind of like the sub ultra stuff like you said and i'm usually more focused on the long stuff so i like having training partners who like do that sub ultra stuff because it's like oh now i gotta be like i gotta be sharp like it keeps me sharp um but then like but that's only like a quarter of the reason you're on with matt like 75% 75% of the reason you're around with Matt is for all the sound effects and the wild stories. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't aware I was making sound effects, but I, I like that. <laughs> I think it was what I think it was one of the Conestoga Cowboys said something like, is there something like you like in regards to Matt? He was yeah. like, you come for the stories, stay for the sound effects. which i think matt's probably not aware they make sound effects because he thinks they're words but they're not really words that anyone else uses so the rest of us think they're just sound effects right okay zach give us some lipsy trail sound effects uh well if we're talking about like word sound effects then it's like He'll just th- say, say say things like we were hiking with our buddy Clayton and he was like, oh, did you whack your squiggly swooch? 
<laughs> oh, he, he, he had an injury. Out. No, wait a second. He had an injury, and and I was trying to figure out what was wrong with him. But I'm not a doctor, so I was just like, you know, do this. I had him do something. I was like, raise your arm. And he's like, all right. So he raises his arm. And then, he, then okay, now put your arm out to the side. Okay, now raise your leg. And I was like, it might be your bilateral squiggly scooch. <laughs> Your obviously I don't know lateral squiggly squooch <laughs> so, so I want to know though is lots of people Zach have tried to 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 whisper the sweet honey potion into Matt Lipsy's ear the little ultra you need to run an ultra and everyone has has, has tried and they've tr- you know they've said it in certain ways and they go oh matt you'd be so good at an ultra but he keeps denying us he keeps going like nah no during your numerous training runs he probably peters out about 16 miles in and then it's a hard time keeping up with 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 miller all you got to do is keep up with lipsy for 16 miles and then and then you're solid zach from everything on but have you Tried to 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 sway him to the dark side, at all? No, uh, not re- not really. I mean, I think Matt largely does things because he enjoys them. So, like, I you know, I think running should be fun. So, if it's not enjoyable for you to run like an ultra, <laughs> yeah. then uh, then there's not necessarily a need. I mean, I I think we were talking one time about like sponsorship and stuff like that and i made the comment about how like for whatever reason the sponsors really just tend to like kind of follow the ultra scene yeah like um except for like joe gray he's in like this niche like matt was saying he's like the goat and he's kind of like carved out his own personal sub ultra niche (laughs) yeah yeah um but uh but yeah no i mean i think matt i think you did technically run like an ultra once right, oh, right. Or, i get to tell the story yes! yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so i did the boulder beast in one year i swear it was 28 miles <laughs> so that's an ultra right like that's an ultra but everybody the last time i was on a podcast i tried telling this was like in april yeah but it, it like just released like i don't know like a couple weeks ago or whatever but it was with Ellie from the Trails Collective, mm-hmm. and she was like, "You know, I saw your results, and like, you've never run an ultra." And like, I like put my finger up. I was like, "Well, there was one," and then, but like, she like was like, "No, no, no, it was shorter." And I was like, "Well, no, it wasn't the one year was twenty eight? Like, it just said <laughs> it just on their ultra sign up page. It was like it was still called the twenty older beast twenty five miler or something like that. Yeah, but they were like, when we got up there, they were like, "Hey, uh, like some logging kind of changed the route." So we had to take out this one monstrous boulder field called Raw Hill, and we decided to add another three miles instead because we had to take that out. So it's 28 miles. And I was like, okay, whatever. But like they call it, it called it 2,500 results. So nothing shows up. Not that it matters. I mean, like, but it's just funny that like, you know, I have to say, actually, I did run one. And then I have to like explain it for 15 minutes. Now, during that, during that race, Matt, at 26.21 miles, did your body shut down and you had oh, to walk just went in right the rest down. of the way? Oh, it was just like, it was just like, I said, Jesus, take the wheel. And you thought he would take the steering wheel? If you're not specific, that guy has a weird sense of humor. He took the front left. Complete endo. Boom. Are you tired though, Matt? Because it's, it's kind of like, it's the thing. 
like everyone asks you, you know, it's kind of like uh, if you're Russell Crowe, you know that when you walk down the street, people are going to yell, are you not entertained at you thinking that they're <laughs> so original and so funny? When people see Matt Lipsy walking down the street, they yell, hey, Matt, when are you going to run an ultra? Oh, all the time. <laughs> it's all the time. I walked out to get the mail and I was there, the, you know, my neighbor, Betty, when are you going to run an ultra? I was like, <laughs> see you later, Betty. <laughs> Do you have a, well. what, what's, what's your answer to that, though, Matt? Like, like we, we, all, we all think you could do great things and you are doing great things. But we, we just we want more more uh, beast coasters that are that are that are shaking the world up because Zach, listen, Zach and Pat Reagan can't do it all by themselves. Um, <laughs> but what, what what is your reasoning for staying in that sub ultra category, Matt, other than the race that was a little longer? Well, um, you know, I think Zach kind of hit it pretty well. I uh, I enjoy the shorter stuff and and. You know, like once it gets, once I'm running for a certain period of time, I just don't enjoy it anymore. Like I've done 20 mile races. I've done, you know, longer like 25 mile race or whatever, but it's just like, it's after like 15 that I'm like, I'm ready to be in a chair, drinking a beer, just hanging out. Like, like you said, I'm a bullshitter. I like to talk to people. So I want to be, I'm like ready to start telling some stories, you know, like I can only be in my own head for so long, but I'll tell you what, I do understand why people enjoy ultras because you know, during that boulder beast, that was, I think there's 7,500 feet of climb and descent and you're through these boulders. So you're, it's really taxing and you're out there for like, you know, four or five hours. So in that clip of time, which I understand some people that's like, Oh, that's my normal long run or whatever in that clip of time. Like, you know, I was like talking to the sun, you know, I was like in my own head. It's like I had, to, I had to make, I had to carry water. Cause I, I like 15 or something like that or 16, I started to get thirsty. So there was a water bottle, like a plastic water bottle. And I just like, I took that from an aid station. I carried it with me and I filled it up at like the next, every time I came to an aid station, I would just fill it up. So I had water. And like, I did have like, I was having all kinds of like bonky, crazy things going on in my head. So I do see why, people enjoy it you know it was definitely you learn a lot about yourself when you're out there just suffering and suffering and and i thought that was cool but you know i don't know suffering for long periods of time all the time just doesn't seem like something i want to do is there when you when you're done like when you go to races like when you're at heiner lipsy when you'll win the the that the 50 the 15k um you'll or no i'm sorry the 25k you'll win the 25k yeah shorten your miles there when you'll win the 25k and you're having a beer do you sit at the finish line and watch all the people come in from the 50k and go you idiots you could be five beers in right now no no i i mean they're just like then i would be doing the same thing that you're saying someone else would be doing to me right you know what i mean right no, no. I mean, I just, you know, I, I like to, you know, if they like to do that. Then I like to be excited for them doing whatever it is. And, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's, you know, that's my running friends, like whatever they're doing, I, I want to be excited for them. And then my friends that do something else, I want to be just as excited for them when they're doing whatever that might be. Um, you know, I, as long as it's, you're having fun, you're doing it right. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's a good ethos to have. Um, do you think there's a benefit, Zach? Because here you are training with a very fast sub-ultra distance runner, moving faster than you're probably accustomed to moving in your longer races. Have you seen a benefit 
in training with a faster, shorter distance runner? Yeah, I mean, I mean, have I seen? I have. There's no, nothing. Well, there's a few races, I guess, but like, um, I mean, do I have any like data to show that? Like, no, it's a feeling. No, not, not really right yeah. now, but but do I feel like it's beneficial? Yeah, like def, definitely. I, when I trained in Colorado, um, there were well, when I lived at Bar Camp, you know, yeah, I was like, I was like everybody's turnaround point for their for their run so it's kind of like oh here i am well and i'm gonna go back down so like i guess right. we won't run together but uh <laughs> um but like when i lived in town there were two two people who kind of like did that for me so i tra- i trained a bunch with joe gray mm-hmm. who's you know like matt a lot of sub ultra stuff um so joe would just kind of he would help keep me keep me sharp like i you know i would be training for these longer races but like you know, every not like Joe would text me and be like, Hey, I'm doing a workout tomorrow. You want to join? And I'd be like, sure. And I basically just always said, yes. Like, I yeah. didn't know what we we're doing. I just say, yes. Like I figured that was good for me. <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah. And I would just show up and I'd be like, what are we doing? And he'd like, tell me. And then I'd just like try to do it. <laughs> and that was always good for keeping me sharp. And then I would also train with, um, Allie McLaughlin, which, um, she's the woman who we credit with the FKT on the incline and she ran for CU Boulder mm-hmm. and was a real stud. And that may sound strange to people, except if you know how Allie trains, it makes sense because basically every time Allie starts a run, it's like she's starting a race. Um, so if you train with Allie, you basically just end up running hard. Right. <laughs> um, I took this German guy once, a German friend who ran for the German uh, the German national team yeah. uh, for some of the mountain running. And I took him one day to run with Allie and me. And I, like, I knew exactly what happens when you start to run with Allie, but I don't think I s- explained it to him <laughs> and we clicked our watches. And as soon as like we clicked our watches, boom, we were gone. And he was like in the dust. And after he talked to me, he was like, it was incredible. He's like, I, I have never seen anything like it. He's like, with the Ken, not even with the Kenyans, it is just like <laughs> right away, just a race, like only one pace. <laughs> so I used to train with those guys back in Colorado. So now I guess Matt is kind of like he's like my East Coast version of of that. So we, you know, we go and uh, I think I think Matt and I are both competitive too. So like even if we just go on a run. Yeah. Like if we start going up a climb or something, you know, there might be some times where we can both kind of chill, but I think that competitive side is always ingrained. So it's like, you know, you might start chill and then it gets a little faster and then it gets a little faster. Yeah. And then like, you know, <laughs> and before yeah, we you stop know, talking like, oh, like two minutes in, <laughs> I, I feel like I just, I, I feel like I just did a workout. <laughs> so, um, but that, I think that's good. That, that that's, that's good. So, um, yeah, I like it. I think it's good for my training and, you know, help, helps keep, keep me sharp because it's easy to just kind of run slow and long all the time yeah and i've tried not to do that too much lately all right flip it on to you now matt besides keeping you on the straight and narrow what has been the benefit of running with zach miller um i really like when we go out and we do uh what's called hut fug which stands for harden the heck up um and uh we'll do this uh our buddy clayton kind of started it or at least 
you know, brought it to our attention. Uh, and we'll go and we'll do these games where it's like the fastest person goes last and the slowest person goes first. And you give like, he does it with his, he'll invite us. He's a high school track coach yeah. and he takes his kids out to like some really cool, like he doesn't kill them. He does like a thousand foot climb or something like that in a mile. And we'll do wow. that like once or twice and it'll total like, you know, with some party pace in between or whatever. And maybe it'll total like four miles, which is like totally appropriate. For yeah. High school. So we, he's, you know, a coach and we, the last couple thing, last couple times he's brought, um, you know, his high school kids out and he lets the slowest one go first. And then you give like a period of time for the next pe- first, next fastest, next fastest. And then the fastest person goes last. Yeah. And then the point is you don't want to, you don't want to get caught and you want to catch people. Right. But you want to space it out so that you just so you barely don't catch that person in front of you. Gotcha. That way you're doing it right. You're working the whole time. So I kind of, you know, showed Zach. We went up to Hawk Rock, I think was the first run we did together when we got back. And I showed him the, the hut fug format on on Hawk Rock. And you can do it up and you can do it down, but we just decided to do it to do it up to one side. It's about a mile and I mean there might be, I don't know, probably eight hundred feet or something like that. And so Zach gave me a, a head start and then he tried to, I was like, you know, we did it once. And then I was like, how, how much sooner do you think you were up the hill than me? And he was like, I think what, 20 seconds or something like that, Zach. Yeah. Something like that. So I was like, okay, now give me like, we got down to the bottom and I was like, you should give me like 25 seconds and see if you can catch me. So Zach gave me 25 seconds on his Casio watch. He was like, started like, it's like Spider-Man watch. And then it's like, like I paused for a moment when I saw that thing and I was just like, all right, well, <laughs> so, uh, so then I started and you know, so that's, you know, I started up and then he gave me the time and then he started and then, um, he ended up catching me and passing me. And then I ended up passing him back. And then there was like, by the time when he caught me, we didn't have much real estate left. And then it was like, and there's a single track path with like families and their dogs and kids. And like, oh, oh, oh. And we're just like, <laughs> like just going nuts, trying to like be the first one to this bumpkin campground. Like there's a little fire pit at the top and that's where you stop. Yeah. And we're, tra- yeah. And we're hustling. It's like a straight wall up that thing. And we're just like, like kicking rocks back and like, get, and we're like fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And then finally I held him off by like a nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so that kind of stuff is fun you know like and i don't know i think that that's beneficial for everybody because then it's like you get to do the party pace in between you know like oh there's a fire tower you know and like there's this and that and that's a you know show them some mushrooms like oh it's a ganoderma suga you know and and then like and then we get the workout spot in too so it's like uh i don't know it's just fun it's a good trip no it is kind of fun yeah. it, it, it kind of breaks things up a bit because you get these standard workouts where you, you know you've done hill repeats and that sort of thing but when you have that friendly competition and then the bs that happens afterwards and just the the pride between two friends trying to to finish this first it makes it a whole lot of fun and adds some variety to your training i'm sure it's it's something that you appreciate as well zach Oh yeah, it's fun. Like hot fog is is really fun because I I think it takes like what's can feel like a like an intimidating workout and make it much more approachable for people. Yeah, because it's like well like the like there's a little bit of pressure because you are trying to catch each other, but everybody's kind of in their own personal pain cave space because you have that staggered start. So it's like you know when when you start like 
a race, everybody's all together. Like that can feel very intimidating. But when we like when we do it in this group format and we, we send one person at a time, it's cool. Cause I know that like everybody gets motivation to push really hard to mm-hmm. catch somebody, but you don't really know like exactly where everybody is either. So it's like a little less intimidating. It's like, you kind of get to do your own workout, but there's, you know, you know that if you slack, there's somebody out back there to catch you. And you know that if you do really well, there's somebody for you to catch. So it's like, it's a good way to, I think, like kind of encourage people to get out and do something harder um, without it being like too intimidating. So I really, I, I really like that. And then it's like, like we did it one night and I had that like blood in my lungs feeling at the top. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I haven't felt that in a while. Like that's, that's really good. So, and, and it's also like, like, like lately, like I don't even time myself with a watch. Like I just stand at the bottom, like after all the high school kids have gone and just like count in my head. I'm just like one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so are, it's very inexact. You guys are doing this with the high school kids. I thought it was just you and Lipsy doing this together. Well, like maybe don't tell the PIAA, but, um, <laughs> but, but like, but cause technically like we happen to be at these places and they right. happen to also be at these places and you have similar <laughs> workouts. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I mean, we've Matt and I have done it by ourselves and then we have also gone out and joined, joined our buddy Clayton and, and the kids that he coaches, which, um, which I think is awesome because it's just like these kids live in like a really like rural part of Pennsylvania and they've got like a super small team and it's just like, there's gotta be some good talent in those, in those Pennsylvania Hills. And it's just, it's fun to like, you know, get out and try and like inspire some kids and, and get them out doing something other than like playing Fortnite or right. whatever kids play. And on. let's, let's be honest guys. If you were to do this, let's just say Lipsy and 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 Zach Miller, we're going to do a it's hot hot fog, hot fog, fog, hot fog. It's called yeah. hot fog, and then when you catch somebody, you yell thug nut. No, it's fog nut. Fog fog nut. Okay, so fog nut. Hot hot fog. So <laughs> let's just say you planned you're going to meet at the local Fleet Feet, and you're going to have a group hot fog, and it was announced on Facebook. You would have all these people show up, be like, oh my god, it's Zach Miller. Oh my God, it's Mad Lipsy. Like it would be different. Those high school kids have no clue who you are. They're like, (laughs) the coach is probably like, hey guys, uh, just so you know, that uh, Zach Miller fellow is a pretty big deal in the ultra running scene. And that Lipsy guys won a whole lot of the local races here in the mountain. They're like, I don't know. I don't know either one of those guys. They're like, does does, does either of them have a TikTok channel? Because that's the only way they would. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Right. Pretty much how it is. Right. The most important thing that we learned on our run the last time was we went up to Hawk Rock and, uh, you know how the did you ever used to make the weird S in high school in high <laughs> yes, school? Yes. yes. See? Right? Okay. So the weird S. We get up there and like I said something. I said something about like I was like, I was like, I don't even know if these kids I was like, or I think I said like I was like, I was like, it's funny, you know, we're all connected by the weird S. And then Zach's like, there's no way those kids are making the weird S anymore. And I'm like, I kid, you make like I think I asked like Colin or some kid. I was like, I was like, hey Colin, you guys still making the weird S? And he's like, oh, oh 
oh yeah, yeah. And then the other kid's like, I drew my notebook last week. Like, <laughs> and then and then somebody, and then Clayton was like, what's the like their coach? He was like, what's the weirdest? So then I got down in the dirt and I grabbed a stick and I started drawing. And then like Zach was like, well, that's not how you make it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, it's been a while. And then so I'm sitting there trying to draw it. And then Zach's like, here, get. I was like, gear, you do it. So I hand Zach the stick and he scratches it out of the dirt and he starts over and he's like, I think it was like this. And then it was like. We got like the three vertical lines and then the other three vertical lines. And then Zach didn't do much better than I did after that. And then eventually we got it figured out, but it was, uh, it was funny that like, you know, funny that those kids like, no, 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 this is how you do it. Like, right. You have nothing in common with these kids other than the weird S. That's one thing. That's one thing. That's all right. That's still one thing. That's going to happen next time. There, there's a story in trail runner magazine, about about Zach Miller, they're gonna go. That's the guy who made the weird S. That's all I know <laughs> yeah. about him is the dude that that made the weird S. My my wife yeah. my wife's a middle school math teacher, by the way, guys, and the kids in middle school are still drawing the weird S. I uh, I will see <laughs> papers when she's grading papers at home, and I'll see the weird S. Uh, putting put in the corner so <laughs> it's a thing that connects all of us i want to know can somebody please post the history of the weird s uh, on this on the comments under this podcast please if anybody knows who started the weird s and <laughs> it's funny that you say that there's a documentary and i watched about half of it before something else happened but it's amazing it's the whole story of the weird s and i was blown away it's like 50 minutes long that's why i got through half of it. my attention spans not like you know <laughs> always that great but i watched most of it and i was like this is amazing so i'll, I'll share it with you okay was, okay all right i was impressed oh okay are you going to give us the the secret behind it or are you just going to say watch the documentary halfway through it oh okay they didn't get to the secret yet <laughs> i don't know i don't know he'll, I, he'll, he'll share the link he'll, he'll send you the link <laughs> right right i've heard that before zach i've heard that plenty <laughs> of times before so gentlemen you know, we are kind of in this weird spot right now, and I know uh, the COVID-19 has canceled a lot of races, but I know a lot of races are coming back, and a lot of races are, you know, doing things with staggered starts and in contactless aid stations and stuff like that. But when, what are your plans, both of you? We'll start with, with Zach. When, when things kind of move back to normal and the racing schedule picks up again and these big races start happening, what's, what's on your, your schedule? What are you hoping to do in the future? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there isn't really any schedule right now. Um, besides making that van look cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean, er, earlier in the year I had thought, okay, I, I was thinking I would try and run ultra trail Cape town this year, which is until like December. So like earlier in the year I was like, Oh yeah, I think maybe that race will survive. Um, that race might survive for some folks on the other side of the pond, but I'm thinking nobody really is going to want Americans for quite some time. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking that's probably not happening. Um, I do, I do have like a casual eye on JFK. Um, but it's just more, it's very casual. I'm like, well, that one might survive. Um, But I know, like a lot of people, I think we're hoping Run Rabbit Run was going to survive, and mm-hmm. that didn't. Um, 
So, and really for me, it, it'll like, there'll be other factors like, you know, where's, you know, am I race ready and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, tra- I've been training and stuff, so, you know, it's, it's not like I'm just sitting around eating bonbons on the couch, um, but, but, but yeah, so we'll see for me, there's just not really like it's kind of been a, a welcome change for me personally. Like I, I racing is usually such a big part of the year that to have a year where it's just more chill is actually super nice. Um, I, I was hoping to maybe do some sort of like project or something in the fall, but again, it'll kind of depend on like how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, I think that's like, that's kind of about it. I mean, next year, you know, almost like UTMB got canceled this year. And so I think everybody's kind of itching to go back. Yeah. So I'll probably be eyeing that for next year. Um, so long as I, I'm not sure how they're navigating the whole process of points and everything. Cause now everybody's had like a year of no points. Right. Basically. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so, but anyways, um, yeah, other than that, like, I guess, uh, the, there's been a few races in PA that have sort of survived or been modified. The, um, world's end hundred K might survive as a rescheduled event mm-hmm. in the fall. So, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I don't really have any registrations for anything or any, any, you know, real plans at this point. Okay. Two more questions before we pass it over back to Lipsy. Question number one, with all these people doing these amazing FKT things, all these board sponsored runners that are like, I'm going to set an FKT and the what have you is, are, is, is the North face having Dean Carnazes call you and be like, Hey Zach, uh, we're wondering like, um, like you got any FKT ideas or anything? Are you feeling an FKT pressure Zach? <laughs> Um, well, so the North Face is actually like, we kind of, we've kind of got some stuff we've been working on, um, like with amongst the run team, um, hoping to get some athletes out this fall doing some cool projects. Um, you know, po- I guess possibly at FKTs. Um, but right now I don't have anything like hard. Si- and we're also all scattered different areas and yeah. it's kind of like, the the north faces really isn't encouraging us to travel um you know they're not really they're not sending us around to far and wide places um so it's kind of like if you can find something cool in your backyard yeah they're very into that so there has been like you know let us know what you're thinking like what's what fkts and things are on your radar what would you like to try and plan and like how can we be a part of it um so, so yeah, so there is, so there, there basically is that conversation going on. Um, I don't have anything hard set for myself right now. Um, I have had thoughts of maybe trying to do, uh, FKT on what we call like, what we call like the Susky super loop mm-hmm. here in Lancaster yeah. or the Susquehanna super loop, which is like, uh, it's about a f- 70 mile route that, um, basically traverses like all the kind of like all the best trails on the West and East bank of the Susquehanna river between, uh, the, the Norman wood bridge at Holtwood and the Columbia Wrightsville bridge up between Columbia and Wrightsville. Um, so I've had my eye on that for a while and I thought it'd be cool to maybe do a really 
neat project and do it like from my my not my door my parents door um (laughs) because i was like i could actually do that and like i could run every step like i wouldn't even have to drive i could just leave the house do a little like downhill three mile warm-up and then start the fkt and then like slog my way up a three mile uphill cool down (laughs) at the end (laughs) so um that's kind of loosely in my mind but i I have to see what the body's feeling like and and if we can if i could put something like that together um other things on my radar i guess on the east coast would be stuff like the the four state challenge although that does get into a little bit more a little bit more it's not far from where i live but it, it would be traversing several states mm-hmm. um and then there's like the black forest trail up in the pa grand canyon area it's like a 40 mile route and then um i mean if i would feel comfortable traveling all the way up to the white mountains there's some cool lines up there like the hut traverse um which i think uh i think the women's fkt was set on that route last year mm-hmm. um but uh by katie shide um but then they also have like the pemi loop and the presidential traverse and all that stuff um lipsy how many times has zach picked out his phone out of his shorts or his pack just because it's ringing and he just gives that sigh and goes oh and you're like dude what's going on and you're like and zach goes it's carnassus again he's calling me to see what kind of fkt i'm gonna do how many times has that happened on your runs lipsy Oh, all the time. He's always hitting us up trying to hunt fug. He's like, and I'm like, why don't you invite him? And he's just like, I did. It's Carnassus again. So we do do these team calls uh, and Zoom calls. Like everything, uh, yeah. Zoom is like, everybody's Zooming now. And and Carnassus is, is often on them. Really? <laughs> so so one day. So, Does he call so, you Zachary? You know, you, you know how you can take set the background photo in zoom to be something else. Yeah. So like one day <laughs> I took, I took up, I had Dean's book Yeah. and he has that picture in there where he's like, it looks like he's naked and he's behind like the, the South pole or the North pole or something. <laughs> like, it's just like the ball of yes. the South pole in front of, <laughs> right. in front of his business. And so I took a picture, I took a picture of that picture and then when I got on Zoom and Dean was in there, I put that up as my background. <laughs> and, pe- and people started started laughing. But I, d- I still don't know if anyone realized, or more importantly, if Dean realized exactly what it was a picture of. Like, they might have thought it was a picture of me, but it was a picture of Dean. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do this. And, and it got laughs. I just, I just never confirmed if they were, if they were, if they realized what they were la- God. laughing at. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was so hoping that you'd tell me that Dean just looked at you and said, shook his head and went, Zachary, Zachary, Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be, that would be funny. <laughs> All right. Final question for you, Zach. And then we'll, we'll go to Lipsy. How many times on Facebook messenger has someone messaged you congratulations on setting the new world record uh, on a treadmill for a hundred miles and you had to tell them wrong, Zach? Oh, no, actually nobody. Um, really? I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Like, yeah, uh, Zach Bitter did that and that was epic. Um, 
I have, I mean, <laughs> disclaimer, I, I don't do the best with all my messages, like, especially if they're in Facebook Messenger, because it's like, you know, so, like social media kind of has this like uh, this like equation of decay. And it's like, you know, over time, like there's certain things we just don't use very much yeah. anymore. And for me, like Facebook and Facebook Messenger is like is kind of towards the bottom it's like oh this one is kind of like i look at it every once in a while it takes you about a week to respond it takes <laughs> you, know, you about a like, week to respond yeah <laughs> so i could have had some messages that i just like that i that i like didn't see or didn't read <laughs> so um would your but, response be thank you or wrong zach I think I would, I think I would like be like, oh, thanks. But that was actually Zach Bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I want the credit for running on a treadmill for a hundred miles. Like, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did my treadmill. I did my treadmill quota when I was on the ship and, and it does not need to come back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, Lipsy, what are on your plans when the world goes back to semi-normal? Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know. I'm just kind of enjoying the moment as much as I can suppose I enjoy, but uh just I I think Zach kind of hit it on the head when he said he's enjoying the slowdown. I can feel that too. It's just good to you know just kind of shift your focus from just always going out and trying to kill it to just, you know, you can do whatever you want. It's kind of nice. Frozen stop though, right? You'll always do frozen stop. Oh yeah. COVID ain't stopping that. (laughs) (laughs) So I, so we have this race in PA, which I've actually never done called the frozen snot. Yeah. And it's, and Matt can like, he can explain it. But I met, I talked to Matt about the race one time and he was like, well, he's like one day I won't race anymore. He's like, but I will always show up to Heiner to either cheer or help or race. Yeah. And he's like, I will always, always run frozen snot, no matter what. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that must be a heck of a race. And I still haven't, I haven't gotten to race it yet. Is this one of these things you have to secretly be invited to, Lipsy? No, you don't have to know the knock. You just have to, <laughs> you just have to sign up before. It's like, uh, I think they cap it at two fifty or something. And um, Okay, so they cap it at 250, yeah. but if you sign up early, you know, you don't have to worry about that. You know, you get on the wait list or whatever, but that race, all I mean, all PA races just seem to go above and beyond. Like, they give so much to the, the racer, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're, like, if you're at the front or if you're at the last person coming in, it's, like, you get all kinds. And I'm not, don't just mean, like, you know, like, Michael Scott swag, like, stuff we all get. I right. mean, like... <laughs> They, the last person who crosses the finish line, their family's there hanging out and cheering, right? Their family and them, they get chicken barbecue. Like, like that person paid for the race entry. Like, the people that show up, their family and support, they don't pay for the chicken barbecue. They, like, eat, sit down at the table and eat chicken barbecue. It's not like they're like, okay, you want chicken barbecue? It's 20 bucks. No, it's like they sit down. Yeah. Chicken barbecue. Yeah. You know, like, they, it's just, I don't know. I can't speak highly enough of it. But the, the frozen snot... They like they gave us these really nice mugs. They gave us a puffy vest, like an actual down, like not down, but like a, a fake down aeroloft. It was yeah. some kind of you know, but it's still a nice down vest. And then we got like one year we got a a blank. Oh, and then Woolrich gave us socks the one year because they're you know right next door. Yeah, 
Um, but, and it was like $60 entrance fee. And then you, and they have like a couture board and fancy salads and like this, uh, Jane Cone makes the best clam chowder. So that's sitting out. And, um, I don't know. I just, I can't get enough of that race. It's awesome. It's kind of an old school race. It just feels like more like a, like a get together than, than a race. Right. Yeah. But it it gets better every year. I don't know. I don't know how it just does. Like, I'm just like, Oh, they really outdid themselves this year. And then the next year I'm like, they, they did it again. You know, it's just, but they, they go out and they started putting, uh, they started putting client lengths of climbing rope on the downhills, which is really nice because without a rope, it can be kind of, dangerous it's yeah. just these rocks and ice and stuff and like having having that rope is really nice for the runner but a pain in the butt for somebody to go out and tie you know carry and then tie and then have to go back and get it it's just a lot of a lot of work yeah that's very cool so you're gonna get zach into frozen so you're gonna do frozen snot this year zach i've been trying to get him into it for a while we'll Come see what on, happens zach yeah, that that would be cool. It's 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 definitely one on my one of those great PA races on my radar. That's you know, I think I think it's one of those like also just like suffer fest races because yeah. it's like it's like in the winter when it's cold and it's like you're running through like from what I can tell you're running through like piles of like boulders, <laughs> and then I think it's a lot of vert and not and not very much. I think it's decent. How long is it, Matt? It's decently long, I think, but it racks up a lot of vert in that length. It's like 12 miles, and I think there's like 5,600 feet of ascent and descent. (laughs) And and you know what, though? It's 12 miles, but they start you by going up uh, a a very slight, like maybe a 2% or like a very gradual uphill for like – Mm, I want to say like a mile and a half or something like that. So all your vert comes in nine miles. Wow. Frozen yeah. snot. Is it on ultra sign up? And when does it go on sale? Uh, I believe it's on ultra sign up and um, I'm, I don't know when it goes on sale, but it's always held on what is typically the coldest weekend of the year, which is like the last weekend of G- last Saturday of January or the first weekend of February. That sounds really cool. Let's see if Zach Miller does it this year. Zach Miller, Matt Lipsy, the Rocksylvania <laughs> bromance that we're all now going to watch. Uh, and, and hopefully you guys can have a joint Instagram account and start posting pictures because wouldn't that be great? Guys, thanks for, for being on the Adventure Jogger. This was a fun chat. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 